dream of fairy tales. I think of me and Shelly. She's my type of hype, and I can't stand when brothers tell me that I should quit chasing and look for something better. But the smile that she shows makes me a go getter. I haven't gone as far as asking if I could get with her. I just played love by ear and hope she gets the picture. I'm shooting for her heart, got my finger on the trigger. She can be my broad, and I can be her. All I can do is stay up. Back as kids, we used to kiss when we played truth the day. Now she's more sophisticated, highly educated, not at all overrated. I think I need a prayer to get in a book, and it looks rather dry. I guess a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye. Although she's crazy stepping, I try and stop the stride, cause I won't have no more of this passive vibe. Time for me to voice my opinion, can't be pretending she didn't have me. Sprung like a chicken, chasing myself like a doggy. She was kind of like a star. Hi, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. This is your host, Karen. And? Right. Say hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. We want to do a little things different at this time. So, ladies first, y'all. Yeah, I figure it's Easter, so it's a holiday. I'll go ahead and let you get yours in. Why, thank you. A lot of stuff to talk about this day. Um, well. I don't know if you heard, you were up there asleep, but the Eagles just traded Donovan McNabb to the Redskins. You know what? I'm to the point now where I'm glad because I don't think that um, the Eagles uh, appreciated him. And you know what? I hate to be like this, but they're going to be trash next year. Oh, they're going to suck. Yeah, that, that's my favorite team. So it's kind of, I'm still kind of reeling just from the fact that they, not that they traded him, but let me just read a little bit. Of, it's only like one paragraph article. Um, because, you know, whenever they first have this breaking news, it, pretty much they're just reporting just the news. They not, they don't have any real details. Okay. It. Washington Redskins and Philadelphia Eagles agreed Sunday night to a trade that will shape each franchise for years to come. Washington and Philadelphia reached an agreement on a blockbuster interdivision trade that will send perennial Pro Bowl quarterback Donovan McNabb to the Redskins. The Eagles will receive a second-round pick, 37th overall, in this month's NFL draft, and either a third or fourth round pick next year, the team announced sun- in the Sunday night deal. So, <clears throat> basically, they're trading McNabb, and um, the the only the real problem I have with this deal is that they just they didn't get anything for him, man. I mean, I don't understand yeah. how people can think this is a good deal because basically they got screwed. Yeah, basically, you don't get anything for McNabb. You get Draft picks, which, oh, you know, yeah, that's totally predictable and guaranteed production out of your fucking draft pick. You don't know what's gonna happen with a rookie coming to the NFL. It's all for potential, and there's one thing about it though. It's sad once a franchise gets so sour with a player, and I'm glad he's going somewhere else because they booed him from the time he came and they booed him till he left. Do you know what this means? I will not officially be a Washington Redskins fan. You have got a fan now. Yeah, that's terrible because... I think so, too. They don't support him. And then no. uh, he's been nothing but classy his entire tenure in that fucking city where they're so disrespectful to the contributions from their athletes. They don't appreciate anything. And they only can talk about your shortcomings and what you can't do regardless of the situation. Um, no matter how many times they rolled out a shitty offense... That really only had McNabb as the core piece. 
they and he didn't get if he didn't win the Super Bowl, it was his fault. Like it, every single year. So I mean, it'll be good for him to get somewhere else, but you know it's kind of dirty because they didn't get anything for him. They traded him to a sorry ass franchise in the division, and when the Redskins go two and zero against the Eagles next year, I won't even be surprised. You know, yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I'm disappointed and. The main thing is, this doesn't solve the real problem for Philadelphia to me, which is Andy Reid. And yeah, yeah, if you're going to get rid of Donovan McNabb, you might as well get rid of Andy Reid. They came in together, put him out together. I mean, I hate to be like that, but if you really want to change, just change. Because sometimes he's a terrible coach. He's terrible with time management. He's terrible with play calling. It's almost like he's, he reminds me of the coach here in Carolina sometimes. It's like he don't really allow the players to do what it is they do best until their backs are against the wall. No, play the way you play to win all year round. Well, I, I disagree that he's like John Fox because John Fox is conservative to a fault. Okay. Andy Reid goes out of his way to be aggressive to a fault. He does dumb things when you have simple plays that can get you like a third and one, third and two. Andy Reid is on some like, hey man, let's go ahead and do a uh, play action fake and see if we can throw to Deshaun Jackson fifty yards down the field. Okay, okay. Like his his problem is the complete opposite of John Fox. Even when he's had a decent running back and a decent offensive line, he has refused to run the ball. The only time that he's shown a willingness to play call, you know, about fifty fifty like the rest of the league, is when McNabb was hurt and he wasn't playing and. That kind of always pissed me off, and the only good thing that can come in this trade is we'll have a young core of players overall. Like, instead of just having Donovan McNabb as the elder statesman, pretty much every skill position on our team will be young. But the other thing is, possibly Andy Reid might stop calling so many dickhead plays. Yeah. It still won't help his time management and no, his wasted timeouts. Terrible with time management. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm disgusted with them. But, I mean, I, I would have felt a little better if they got something out of this trade other than just getting rid of some money because that's, to me, that's ridiculous. Maybe they're just scared of the collective bargaining agreement next year or the lockout. But, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. And um, I don't want to dwell on it too much. But I'm sure more will come out about the trade later on. Um, so, let's move on to the next topic, if that's cool with you. That's fine me. Alright, speaking of trades, actually this has nothing to do with trades. Um, <laughs> um, this is kind of a sad story. Five charged in New Jersey child rape case. Have oh, you heard about this? No. Police in Trenton, New Jersey on Saturday announced more arrests in the case of a 15-year-old girl who allegedly allowed men to have sex with her and her 7-year-old stepsister for money. Wow, what's going on here? Two men and three boys, ranging in age from 13 to 20, have been charged with aggravated sexual assault, endangering the welfare of a child. Uh, Triton Police Director Irving Bradley said at the news conference Saturday evening, Gregory Joseph Leary, 20, was arrested and charged Thursday. Police announced their arrest and charges against Tymere Lewis, 19, on Saturday. Both men are from Trenton. Police also announced charges against the juveniles ages 13, 14, and 17 on Saturday. Their names are being withheld. More arrests are expected in this case. So, apparently, uh, this girl was, I don't know if she was prostituting or what, but she offered people to have sex with her and her sister, both underage, and grown-ass men took her up on it, as well as 
uh, some young boys and now they're all going, you know, they're all under arrest for rape. That's crazy. And, and my thing, I, I guess I'm kind of old school. Where's her mama and daddy? I don't know, man. It, it says here the police believe it might be up to at least seven men. So there's still some people missing. And I mean, the, the stepsister's only seven years old. Like, wow. Oh. And yeah, you gotta wonder where are Yeah, I mean, at, at some point in time, I mean, it was some um, time, a extensive period of time where they were not supervised. It had to have been. Officials say the 15 year old was babysitting her stepsister on the afternoon of March 28 when she encountered two males who invited her to hang out with them. She agreed and brought the 7 year old along to the apartment. The 15 year old first agreed to have sex with the man for money, Trenton Police Captain Joseph Juniak said. She then gave the man permission to touch the 7 year old, he added, adding that it's likely the 15 year old gave the, 17, the 7 year old some of the money she had received. The molestation of the seven-year-old quickly escalated to rape, Juniak said. The men held her down and said they would kill her if she screamed, she said. The seven-year-old was found after she left the building by two women who escorted her home. So, I mean, this is just despicable, man, because not only are these dudes having underage sex with a 15-year-old that's consensual for money, yeah. but then molest and rape a, 17, a seven-year-old... Like that, just like they should put these motherfuckers under the jail. Just wow. Is there a way you can just like sentence people to hell? Like skip the whole <laughs> skip Get the whole trial process. Yeah, you go straight. <laughs> you 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 your, do turn in hell. Like your, your sentence is fire and brimstone. Poof. Yeah, like the judge just bang the gavel and the devil just come up and be like, all right, dog, come with me. But the um the older girls getting charged, of course, because she's. Basically, prostituted her seven-year-old. And the thing that's kind of sad about that is like, I, like it's she's old enough to know better because fifteen yes. is old enough to know better. And even if she didn't foresee that this is gonna be a escalate to a rape, she had to have been like, I know I shouldn't be letting these people touch my sister. Yeah. Even if she decided that she, that she, the fifteen-year-old, was gonna be a prostitute, you know what I'm saying? So. I don't know, man. That that's just sad all around. It. I mean, it doesn't say anything about where their parents were. Um, the the it happened in public housing, and they they when they raided the public housing, they arrested twenty seven men and women on outstanding warrants for unrelated cases. Wow. So that's just a crime infested place. Area. Okay. And I mean, I don't understand anyway. Like, I ain't really saying the police need to fucking just arrest people for nothing. But I don't understand why they don't have routine raids of public housing anyway. Because part of the deal is, hey, you're living on the government tent. Stay crime free. You I know what I'm saying? Obey the law, or else we're gonna put you out. Or else we're gonna get you out of our system. Yeah, yeah. If I gotta pay. If my taxes, yeah. if my taxes have to pay for you one way or the other, I'd rather it pay for you to be in prison if you're a criminal, and you're not. Than right for you thing. to be in public housing, free on the streets. Potentially about to rob, rape, murder, kill somebody on some bullshit. So I, I don't know, man. I like this. This is a hard story to feel any sympathy for anybody involved in, other than the seven-year-old girl. And you know, these dudes are straight pedophiles and rapists, and they need to go to jail for life. So I hope they get. Yeah, cause they messed that little girl up for life, man. Yeah, they need like the death penalty.
So let's keep it upbeat with these happy stories. Um, happy, happy, joy, joy. Magnitude 7.2 uh, earthquake hit Baja, California, oh, and Mexico to today. Must be vacationing, ain't it? Yeah, basically. Um, but uh, I guess a couple people, I mean, I guess I saw some pictures on CNN, and to be honest, it didn't look that bad. I mean, it's not like Haiti. Uh, it just looked like it knocked some. So you see this picture here? No, it just like, knocked some stuff off the shelves. I mean, at the warehouse. Yeah, this is what happens when you have you know good construction and. Yeah, we not made out of bricks and stones. Yeah, so basically, uh, I just wanted to report that that happened. By now, everybody should know about it. But I mean, it's California and it's an earthquake. I'm, you can't be too surprised, you know. Okay, Mexico. Uh, Mexico is right by California. I mean. Oh, okay. But uh, I mean, I don't know. You can't really be too, too surprised. Baja, California, Arizona, okay. Southern California, the U.S. Geo- Geological Survey reported. So okay. that whole area is prone to earthquakes anyway. So yeah, yeah they got earthquake-proof buildings just about out there. Speaking of uh, things falling apart, what's falling apart, baby? Did you see Tiger Woods had a uh, article come out in Vanity Fair last week? We didn't talk about it. I meant to talk about it on our last podcast, but it got too long uh, discussing the debate between uh, the stiffness of a penis and a porn movie. Um, yes, love those topics. Yeah. Um, two men discussing it, by the way. Um, shocking details of like Tiger Woods and his extramarital affairs have been trickling out ever since his car accident last November. But Mark Seal's article in the new issue of Vanity Fair may be the most complete account to date of the golfer's secret life. Speaking to four of the women Woods turned it to in order to fuel his sex addiction, Woods, former advisor and lawyer, and other insiders, Seal paints a picture of the superstar at his most profligate. I never heard of that word. His most profligate and... Well, that's what you get when you order Vanity Fair. You're going to get some vocabulary words. <laughs> and explores how he got to that point. Um, <laughs> this is why I go when you Vanity Fair. Here are just some revelations. I know. What happened to Word Up magazine? And no, real simple. Yo. For words. Come on. Yeah. I wanted to just be like, oh, Tiger Woods be tripping. The end. Yeah. By Shakisha. The Enablers. Woods said in his most recent interviews that no one in his inner circle knew about his affairs, but Seal's report contradicts that. I, here's the thing: I thought I thought everyone assumed that inner city people, inner circle people, had to know about Tiger Woods just because he fucked too many women. Like you fucked 15 people, somebody gonna know. Somebody eventually, somebody gonna pick up on something. Like you need help. You need like a personal organizer. Yeah. Just to help keep you, you know, up to date with how many women you have sex with. That's true. So I, I didn't really wasn't surprised that they were like, oh, you know, n- n- people in his inner city, in his inner circle, inner city, <laughs> Tiger Woods and inner city got nothing to do with each other. People in his inner circle knew about each other. Like, of course. Yeah, dude, this is that the new one. And, and uh, my thing about it is that... Uh, uh, somebody brought up a good point. I listened to one of the many podcast, other podcasts we listened to, and somebody brought up a good point. They were saying that what type of wood shit they did at the beginning is just flat told the truth and not hid anything. Because once you tell the half truths, people are going to find and dig stuff and constantly bring it up. This is why this is an ongoing story, and the story never dies. That was on a Atypical Sports podcast with uh, Rob and Keith. Okay. 
and uh, um, so if you guys are looking for that podcast, another that's a good sports oriented podcast with a lot of uh, humor, and it's it, like it says, it's an atypical uh, type of podcast, so you get a different type of opinion. Uh, but back to the subject, I disagree with Rob. I, I don't think uh, he should have come out and said the whole truth. I think he he should say as much as he has to say at the time. Like I'd rather keep so it's like the uh, steroids thing. People are like, why does the baseball just release a list of all the players on steroids? Because they might not get to my name. I'm not about to come out and give you shit. Like I I'd rather I'd rather you have to track me down and figure out every little part of this mystery because while Rob was like, well, if you tell them, they'll stop asking and then they'll know the whole truth and it'll go away. No, it won't. First of all, if you tell them, that's the words coming out of your mouth. So if you give up these details, like there's no doubt that it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So if I come out and I say, yes, I had sex with this girl in the parking lot, blah, blah, blah. Now they got me on tape and it looks worse coming out of my mouth than somebody else guessing that what happened. You know what I'm saying? Even if the one of the porn stars or mistresses says something about Tiger Woods, while you might assume it's true, there's still a reasonable doubt that this bitch could be lying. Yeah, that's that, and, I, 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 and I understand for the simple fact that a lot of them have the money, they have ulterior motives, right. and all that type of There's stuff. a certain level of distrust just in the fact that, hey, this didn't come out of Tiger Woods' mouth. So if I'm him, I am very careful about what I reveal. The second part about this is he was trying to be a stand-up guy. He was actually trying to protect the people in his circle. So he's like, hey, I don't want to have to get these people fired. I don't want to have to uh, how they, how get, get their wives involved. Actually, like, yeah. It's I much better for me. Yeah. It, like, he took one for the team, and I feel like that's honorable. I don't care about, yeah, he cheated. That was dishonorable. But that doesn't mean his for the rest of his life he got to mimic those actions. He took a stand and said, look, let me just take the fall for everybody. And the fucking Vanity Fair, and remember, I brought this up earlier. Once these tabloids and magazines start getting a hold of these stories, it's a different level of pursuit. That's what they miss about ESPN. Like, once TMZ and And those guys get involved, they can go and do things that ESPN would never waste time doing. That's true. Because they're covering it like a gossip story, not like a sports story. A legitimate story. Like, ESPN still has... I mean, now they don't have that much credibility, but they still have to say what is the sports-related uh, uh, angle to this article. Yes, because they're all sports all the time. These the other um, entities are not. Right. Basically, and basically they have the time and the manpower to follow you around, to follow your kids around, to follow right. hundreds and thousands of hours they put into these stories. So my basic thing is he tried to do something honorable and. There, I like anyone who's shocked that people on the inside knew. Get you're yeah. a fucking idiot. I'm you, not everyone knew. Like I don't. Anyone who says they don't know, I, I, I mean, I would say I didn't know. I don't care if I was in the room filming the sex video for Tiger. I would be uh-huh. like, I wasn't there. I didn't know anything. I mean, it's your like you. They don't need to be involved. Tiger fucked up. That what were they gonna do? Stand up to Tiger and get fired? Who takes a stand on principle like that? If you go to work tomorrow and you see your uh, your boss go in this office and five minutes later a prostitute walks out, butting her clothes back up, 
You are not going to say, I need to call his wife. Or I quit. I will not stand for this. You're going to get your check on Friday just like you do every other week. And go on about your business and yeah. pay your bills. So it's like a different level of standard of proof that everybody has when they're reading the article. Because like I said, people like the fact they can pass judgment on Tiger Woods. That's true. Which is what I'm about to do as I read this article. So let's get back to it. Woods has said in recent interviews, no one is in the circle new, but, you know, of course they knew. Every time I would fly out to go see Tiger or schedule itineraries or anything, I would always go through Byron Bell, Woods' childhood friend and president of Tiger Woods Design. Bell did not respond to requests for comment. I wouldn't either. Yeah, What's so... calling him for? This is his friend, and, like, dude is covering for his homeboy that he works for. What what did you expect? Like, Tiger, the most honorable thing Wood could have done is said, homeboy wasn't involved. What was he going to say? Yeah, I used to have him called Byron in the interview. You can't say that shit. No. According to Wood's mistress, Mindy Lawton, which is, why do they ever say Wood's mistress like it's one of them? It should be like, according to one of Wood's many mistresses, Mindy Lawton, when she alerted Tiger to the fact that the National Enquirer had caught on to their affair, he put her in contact with his agent, Mike Steinberg, of IMG Worldwide. After Lawton explained to him what had transpired, see below, Steinberg said, we'll take care of it. And, of course, he didn't respond to requests for comment either. Of course. Yeah. Because this whole article is sad. I mean, even though they interviewed him... A lot of it's still hearsay, like, yeah. because a lot of times when they do articles with them, they come in with, the, with their videos and all this stuff, and people say stuff, but then when they replay it, all of a sudden, who really knows what was said? Not unless you got a written transcript, or you hear the audio of the interview yourself, who knows what was really said and what they made up? Well, that's my point. That's what I'm saying about Tiger Woods. These people are smarter than Tiger Woods. Like, they're smarter for saying, no, I don't want to talk about it, because it's that woman who's a just as much a cheating piece of crap as Tiger yeah, and Woods. That, and that's the thing. It's like they talk about these women, but they act like these women did, did these activities by themselves. And He didn't fool any of these women. And, and any of them, that, all these women that claim like, but, you know, he, he used to text me and I thought we was cool. Come on, stop tripping. He was yeah, you, you knew he wasn't leaving nobody for you. You knew the game. Y'all was pimping him for money. Y'all yeah. was pimping him for hotel rooms. Y'all was pimping him for all these things. So yeah. my thing is like, now don't act like you're the victim. Now don't act like he's so wrong. Yeah. Now don't be shocked that you weren't the only one. It's you know, it's like it becomes very annoying. And 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 I, you know, because I, I thought about what you said before, and I do agree with you. Sometimes the best response is just don't say nothing and just let them talk until it eventually dies. And you wonder why chivalry is dead. Because this kind of shit, like, as soon as these women also get caught out there with Tiger Woods, they try to go back to the woman car like, oh, poor old me, I'm just a woman, I'm just a poor innocent woman, mm-hmm. and no, none of this is my fault. Like, listen, you were fucking him, you knew who he was, he's the most famous motherfucker in the world, you oh knew God. he was married, you yes, knew when he was you did. texting you booty calls and flying you over, all over the globe at all times and times of time of the uh, morning and shit, you knew that you weren't the main woman, and now that you got caught up in this too, you want to pull the holier-than-thou shit and be like, yeah, it's Tiger Woods that's a piece of shit, and I'm just a woman that he ran some game on. Well, surprise, bitch. I heard, I read the text messages, Tiger Woods don't have game. You didn't get fooled by anything. Y'all were just as much tricking on him as he was tricking on y'all. Yeah, because he threw y'all some whack lines. Yeah, them lame-ass text messages. No woman would lead those lame-ass text messages and go, this man really loves me. He wants to be together. Yeah, right. Anyway, 
Mindy Lawton says she met Woods for one rendezvous at 5.30 in the morning before he had to leave for a golf tournament. 5.30 in the morning. Those are jump-off hours. Say okay. that again. I'm sleeping 5.30 in the yeah. morning. Yeah, that's, not a full a time, that's not a full-time job hour. That's a jump-off hour. That's drop what you're doing and come give me these draws. Jump-off rules. Although she was menstruating, he insisted on having sex with her. But when the key card to access his office didn't work, he drove to a nearby parking lot where he had where they had sex in his car. After they left, Lawton claims reporters from the National Enquirer, who had been following her, picked up the tampon she had dropped in the parking lot and later threatened to use it as part of a story exposing Woods' infidelity. So What the hell is wrong with them people? Well see, that's the difference between ESPN, CBS Sports, you know those guys, Fox Sports, and the Inquirer. The Inquirer, the Inquirer will search the parking lot for tampons like a CSI episode and Horatio will come out there <laughs> with the shades on. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll come out there <laughs> break and, the and break scene. the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's cracking in 30 minutes or less. It like, looks like we caught somebody red-handed. Oh, wow! Won't be fooled again. Yeah, dude is definitely awesome. Like they got on some CSI shit and found, you know, the fingerprints on the tampon, and that's what uh, the Inquirer brings. That's you know, that's the difference. I I can't take you as the legitimate source of news. I'm just so sorry. But that's why, if you're Tiger Woods. You gotta just say nothing. It's uh, better yeah. to say nothing. Yeah, and just let them show talk. up on the golf course the next day and act like you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I know it's so. Anyway, um, when the tabloid contacted one of Lawton's relatives, Lawton texted Tiger in a panic and he put her in touch with Mike, Mark Steinberg. That's when they, their brush under the rug, the cover up happened. Uh, the referral, Lawton says, referring to a deal with the Inquirer allegedly made with Tiger's handlers to hold the adultery story in exchange for Woods giving an exclusive interview to to his sister publication, Men's Fitness. Huh, I didn't know National Enquirer and Men's Fitness were sister publications. Hmm. They, they, they don't admit to having a relationship. Yeah, well, anyway. But, of course, the National Enquirer denied the whole thing, which they would if it was true, you know. But, uh, if like, like I said, you look at all these parties involved. If you get Tiger Woods denying it, all his associates that supposedly handled the book is denying it. The National Enquirer is even denying it. Of course, Man's Fitness is going to deny it. All of a sudden, you would just have a dizzy woman claiming a bunch of slanderous rumors against Tiger Woods. And you just say, hey, believe who you want to believe. But since Tiger has come out and confirmed some of this stuff, it does make him look guilty regardless of what the accusation is. That's true. Which is why I said I wouldn't have said shit. And I, I definitely wouldn't come out and tell him the whole truth. Hey, you catch me what you catch me. And I'm not about to be up on the podium talking about, yeah, so I did this one girl in the ass and then put her in the mouth. And then I was like, hey, look at this. You know what I'm saying? This is a dirty Sanchez. Like, you're not going to uh-uh. do that shit because all you're going to do is end up getting yourself in trouble. It's stupid. That's true. So, I mean, while, you know, I respect Rob, I got to disagree because the dumbest thing to do when you know you're in the wrong is come out and tell everybody what you did. Fuck that. Catch me. You know what I'm saying? They got Al Capone on tax evasion. You gotta catch me, dog. Um, anyway. Um, Earl Woods Dark Side. Reports have emerged that Tiger Woods late father was a womanizer. One insider tells Seal that he was a heavy drinker as well. Man, 
just tired of feathering the bed, man. The person who's account sitting next to him at an awards dinner. Everybody was in a white coat and tie. Earl sitting there in these little hot pants, short shorts, and a golf shirt. And he's got a big old vodka gimlet going and a cigar, cigarette burning. And he's sound asleep, just hammered, shit faced. And the announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, Earl Woods. He jumps up, spills a drink all over the front of his shirt, and gets up there at the podium and starts playing Talking Psycho Bible. I don't know if that's true or not, but he's dead, so he can't defend himself. So. Not only that, if, if that was true, do you know how many times that would have been played and replayed and posted? Yeah, I can't believe nobody had video living, that, yeah, in the age of that, camera yeah, phones. Yeah, that's why I'm not buying that one. But, uh... Even if he was, I mean, yeah. that doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Like, what no, a what a cheap shot at a dead man. Yeah, <laughs> Tiger's gambling habits. Uh, Woods preferred to stay at his place in Las Vegas, uh, where he had a mansion at the MGM Grand. There was a one bedroom suite that cost five thousand per night. What that has to do with anything has nothing. No. He gambling. I mean, because they're comping that suite. He's fucking Tiger Woods. Don't act like he was he paid five thousand dollars a night. He would gamble in his ultra executive VIP casino nearby. According ultra exclusive, I'm sorry, VIP casino nearby. According to a source known as Robinhood 702. So these niggas went on a message board. That's all that means. Robinhood 702 sounds like a Twitter name or some shit. <laughs> that is not. That's not a person. Oh no. So they, these dudes, like I said, their sources. They're not even getting good sources for their article. They're taking anyone who has something to say about Tiger Woods. So, right there... What is, what is they doing? Are they auctioning? You got something to say? You got something to say? Okay, you're not... Lot number two, lot number three, lot number four. The standard for reporting is very low. That's, that's really... True. That's all it is. So, I mean, like I said, Tiger's fucked up by even admitting anything. Um, and then, basically, they say Tiger hangs out with Jordan and Barkley. I mean... What does that got to do yeah. with anything? Um, somebody was like... <laughs> this quote is funny, but it's from another, you know... Just... I don't know. Uh, according to Las Vegas Review journalist camera uh, journalist communist, commu, columnist Norm Clark, years earlier, however, John Merchant had warned Woods to avoid Jordan and Barkley saying of Jordan, "Stay away from that son of a bitch," because he doesn't have anything to offer to the fucking world in which he lives except playing basketball. Merchant adds, "Are they his black role models? You got to be kidding me." Um, so I don't know what that means. I mean, I agree that Michael Jordan ain't shit, but I mean, that's a very mean thing to say about somebody. I mean, what does Tiger Woods have to offer to the earth other than playing golf? I mean, if that's the standard we're going by, then who the fuck are you, merchant? (laughs) Other than a hater. Sounds like a hater to me. Uh, and spending habits. With many of his mistresses, Woods would allegedly was exceedingly cheap. Mindy Lawton says he the only thing he ever bought was a chicken wrap from Subway. He was stopping there on his way to meet her. Tiger said Tiger and his mistress Jamie Jung, Jungers broke it off according to Jungers because he refused to help her financially. That wasn't either. Well, they were first they're in it for money. Like yeah. the the only reason to fuck Tiger Woods is for money. Like it's not like these women. Tiger Woods ain't got that much game. He ain't got that much swag. He ain't. He's never gonna be seen with you in public. Clearly, you're fucking him for money. And all you got was hard dick and bubble gum, or and a chicken wrap from Subway. That's your fault. And on top of that, I bet you that Subway was for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you probably... walked in there. That was all oh, Tiger Woods. They go, you sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's bullshit, man. But I, I mean, I can't really respect these women. And I don't know what... I'm not supposed to feel bad because she didn't get anything for fucking a married man. 
Sorry, your pussy isn't the you know it's not yeah. a treasury bond. It's just yes, yeah, not special. Just a it's vagina. Just like everybody else's. Yeah, women treat their vaginas like lottery tickets. Like <laughs> yeah, if I, I fuck the right man, I might I might get the winner. <laughs> I might find a fuck a millionaire. Just never know. Anyway, of the women interviewed, women spent money on only he only would spend money on only one, Lauren Dana, Lauren Dana Julio Ferrello. Oh, she got a name. Ooh. Anyway, she's a former Playboy model. He met through Michelle, through Madam Michelle Braun. So he basically met her as a prostitute, because that's what a madam is. Oh. And they went on a fifteen thousand dollars shopping spree and charged everything the Tiger Woods hotel room. So one woman he spent money on. So I know I said he don't have no game, but I do respect that game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, randomly. Uh, speaking of paying, you know, buying shit. You ever paid a bill so far ahead of time? You forgot you paid them. Like I almost, <laughs> I almost paid some bills twice this month. Oh, you trying to get them paid off in advance? Yeah, I was paying bills. I was like, wait a minute, this number looks familiar. Check the checkbook registry, and we already paid that shit. That's a good thing. Rather that than be behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog. False modesty. Anyway, um, <laughs> we saw Clash of the Titans this week. Oh, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, I was not feeling. Clash and they of the and they pimped us on the 3D. Don't go. See, yeah, if you're gonna see Clash of the Titans, don't go see it in 3D. No. I, I put it on Twitter. I was like, Clash of the Titans, more like Trash of the Titans. <laughs> well, yeah, it was Trash Can. Yeah, I didn't like it. My man Chucky, mm. my friend Chucky, he said he liked it, but I don't know. I felt like it was really cliche. And even though I did know the story, like. From earlier, they didn't change that much in the story anyway. But it wasn't just the story that bothered me. Like the acting was really bland. Yeah. Um, the action was just—it was kind of like Hellboy 2. I don't know if you guys have seen Hellboy 2, but uh, if you've seen Hellboy 2, it's a lot like that to me, where it just never blows you away. It never impresses you. Everything's really cliche. All the characters are pretty much. You do not care about them. They're throwaway yeah, characters. You don't have any attachment to them. And it's too long. It's another yeah, movie it that... Yeah, it was two hours. It could have been an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour 15. What happened... Like, I don't know why people think that movies over the years have changed from, like, an hour and a half for a good action movie to two hours. We don't need two hours. Mm-mm. I, I could probably count off a dozen movies in the past, like, ten years. If it had been two hours, it would have been worth it. That would have been... Uh, great movies at an hour and a half yeah. that ended up being mediocre to awful movies at two hours. That, that's true. You just put too much into it. Your story's not that fucking deep, man. And, like, every every single scene in that movie seemed like it was just rushing from one scene to the next set piece, the next action scene, the next uh, CGI effect. And the CGI effects, you pretty much see most of them in the previews. previews. Yes, and as far as, That's uh, very disappointing. And as far as 3D... You don't actually see the 3D in the areas where you think you would. No. You're going to see 3D in the scenes where it's all people talking and shit. Or you're going to see 3D when um, they're walking down a busy street. But when the fucking Kraken comes out of the water and it's throwing tentacles all over the place and about to eat people, you don't see shit. Nah. And everything you saw with the Kraken in the preview... You saw the cracking in the movie. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it's nothing it. spectacular, nothing added. He doesn't really do anything. Ew, yeah, I thought it was a horrible, slow moving movie. Yeah, it was bad. Don't go see it. Um, 
Alright, so, you wanna talk about Dancing with the Stars? Oh, yeah! This is Karen's segment now, cause I don't watch this shit, but <laughs> I will, I will listen to her describe it. So, what's up with Dancing with the Stars? Okay, Dancing with the Stars, uh, we have Pamela Anderson, Chad Ochocinco, uh, Adrian, how you pronounce that, Adrian? Aiden Turner? Aiden Never Turner. Heard He's with all my children. Uh, Aaron Andrews, she's a reporter from ESPN. Shannon. Oh, I know her. She got a naked tape. Oh, 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 that's, oh, that's the one that the dude got, uh, um, in trouble, right? From yeah. Stalking her? She's actually been getting death threats in, uh, the last, like, week or so. They came out and said, I don't know, uh, I guess dude graduated from masturbating and wanting to kill her. So she better be careful. I know. You got Buzz, all, Aldrin, yeah, that's that astronaut. astronaut oh. yeah. How old is he? He's 80 years old. He has no business. I'm going to go back, y'all. But he has no damn business on Dancing with the Stars. He's called <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, not the old man retirement home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, we got Niecy Nash. We got... Oh, uh, I know her. She got a big prosthetic butt on Reno 911. Yes. We got uh, Nicole from the Pussycat go- uh, Dolls. Never uh, uh, heard much about them. Uh, we got uh, Evan. He's the Olympic uh, figure skater that just won the gold medal in Canada. Mm, he got to be the favorite. Uh, we got Kate Gosselin. Gosselin and we got uh, Jake from The Bachelor. Mm. Um, I'm going to go back. Uh, Pamela Anderson, uh, I think she did a great job. Uh, this is week uh, two. The first week, she had like a pink sparkly outfit, and her hair was all over her head. It looked like she just, I don't know, like she just ran her fingers through her head and just shook her head and just came out. Mm. And uh, and you thought, you'd have thought that she was doing the porn scene without sex. Well, she has done a sex tape before, so oh, she's that might, for that. Okay, that might explain. And, and she, she always dresses like that. Her Comedy Central roast, she had a, three, a see-through like black lace top. The whole roast, and she just had a fake boobs on display. You can see the nipples and everything. So oh. she's a uh, voyeuristic like that. Okay, that's why they say this is the most like talk uh, Dancing with the Stars ever. This is season ten, by the way, for those we haven't been keeping up. I thought I haven't. I thought she had hepatitis C. I thought she was gonna be dead by now. I don't know, but did you know she was forty two? No, I didn't either. She's best known for uh, Baywatch. And her sex tape with Tommy Lee. Uh, yeah, and you know what? The weird part about it is that she was second to the last as far as, because they had eliminations this week. She was second to the last as far as eliminating, which I, that was hard to believe because she came out uh, the second um, uh, thing and did Marilyn Monroe. Which she, so I think second she to the last, does that mean she was about, about to be, be eliminated? eliminated? Yeah, okay. because they take the calls that come in and the judges' scores and do some combining, okay. and that's how they do it. Uh, Ocho Cinco, I think Ocho Cinco did really, really good. He had on the suit, he looked sharp, but I, I'm just an Ocho Cinco fan. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's 32. And uh, then the dude from All My Children, I'm not a big All My Children fan. He's alright, he's not that good to me, but that's just my opinion. Um, the same thing for um, Aaron, uh, the reporter from ESPN. She's long. She has. She she looks like a dancer, um, but she is okay. She don't really dance that good to me. As far I guess as far as my definition of what dancing is, she know how to work out. You know what I'm saying? But she's not really good at. I guess getting in there. And- uh, moving around. Yeah, because a lot of them, they have to do like the walls, the fox trot. Like, they're not getting out there, you know, just, just doing a booty pump. Right. So, you know. And uh, Shannon Doherty, she's the one that got kicked off this week. Uh, I didn't realize she was 38 years old. 
Oh, um, he was busting them up. Yeah, I know you're yeah, talking about. He a beast, man. And if, without him, man, like the race isn't over. If you look at the uh, standings, um, he's they're actually in sixth place now. They were in fifth. They haven't clinched a playoff spot. But um, Milwaukee is only uh, two, like two games ahead of Charlotte, four games ahead of Toronto, and there's actually like eight games to go. So it's not over by a long shot. They can't afford to start losing. No, we'd have bumped it right on after playoffs. Exactly. So, I mean, looking at that upcoming schedule, um, you know, they've got to play Chicago, who's below them, trying to fight their way into the playoffs. Yeah. And they just beat the Bobcats. Chicago looked pretty good. Yeah, they did. Um, New Jersey, which they, you know, they should beat New Jersey. Um, they got to play... Uh, Philadelphia, they should be Philly, but Philly is playing people tough for some reason. I don't know why. They should be trying to tank. They got to play Boston, who will probably try to beat them, and Atlanta, and then Boston again. And that, oh, you know, that's, that's a tough schedule. schedule. Yes, that is. So, um, you know, there's a good chance they take four losses, and if one of those losses are to Chicago, you know, they're riding back into the thick of things. So. Um, I really want to see what happens with those guys because I like Milwaukee and I hope they make the playoffs because they're an interesting team to watch. You know, like they got a lot of youth on that team. They got, you know, a lot of players that I like to watch. And without Bogut, man, I just can't see them beating any of those teams that no, you know, I thought they could. Even if they make it to the playoffs, they, I doubt they win the first round series. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I don't think uh, Miami is going to um, fold at all. So I don't think. I think the best Charlotte can do is make it to the sixth spot, but hopefully this means they make the playoffs because um, if I'm Chicago, they're probably eyeing Toronto and Milwaukee more than anybody else. That's true. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about this article that I uh, printed out. Let's see here. White supremacist leader killed in South Africa. Eugene Terblanche, one of South Africa's most notorious white supremacists, was killed Saturday in an apparent dispute over wages with workers on his farm. Wonder what color those workers were. Black. Terblanche was the leader of a neo-Nazi Afrikaner, Weirstein Brewerigi, I don't know what that means, African Resistance Movement, or AWB, which attempted to resist South African South Africa's transformation from apartheid to a democracy in the 90s. Police said that 69-year-old was bludgeoned and stabbed to death with with clubs and a machete oh. in an attack at his farm near the town of Ventersdorp in South Africa's Northwest Providence. Province. Two of his farm workers, aged 21 and 16, turned themselves in to authorities in connection with the killing and will appear in court Tuesday, they said. The AWB said Terrible had been attacked in his bed while he took an afternoon nap and urged his members and supporters to be calm as they mourn their leader. So that's weird. Both sides are calling for people to be calm. Tension must be thick over there. Uh, South African President Jacob Zuma also appeared to calm to for calm also appealed for calm after the news of the killing broke, according to the country's national news agency, SAPA, Terblanche's death comes amid a time of racial polarization in the country. A South African court last month banned the playing of political song, Kill the Boer, B-O-E-R, most recently sung by radical youth leader Julius Malema. The apartheid-era song lyrics translate to Kill the Farmer. Damn. So it basically was like, kill this motherfucker. And it happened. 
Wow. It's the power of music, baby. Hip-hop forever. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't America, man, because we wow. don't do nothing hip-hop songs say. And, 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 and my thing, I, I guess the thing that's most shocking about me is that it's 2010, and we still got niggas working on farms. Where, where, where have I been? <laughs> I don't understand. I guess because we're not in Africa. I mean, just and not even that. We got anybody working on the farm, and it's not your own personal property that you're working on? Why, uh, why I mean, I even in America, we got tons of people working on farms, um, but most of them are, like, Mexican and stuff. So. But at least they get in some point. I mean, because he was supposed to be paying them. The problem is that if he'd have paid them, they probably would have kept on working. But you got to pay people for the work. You well, here's the thing. It's saying it's a dispute over wages. Uh, he's a white supremacist with black people working on his farm. I'm pretty sure the dispute over wages was, y'all are slaves. Yeah, and he ain't going to pay them nothing. And their, their part working. of the argument was, no, we're not. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole <laughs> but, dispute. But at least with the Mexicans, they do get some money. Even if it's under the table and tax-free, we, we paying. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just that the dispute, the, like, he was like, y'all, I own y'all. And they was like, no, you you really don't. This is 2010. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he got a wake-up call and it's, yeah. it's taking his and, afternoon and, nap. And that's what happened when you're 69 years old and you got a touch of reality. Yeah. The group also says that all communities, white as well as black, should refrain from reckless statements and from romanticizing violence. Terror Blanche's AWB used terrorist attacks, tactics in a bid to stall the country's first all-race vote in 1994, killing more than 20 people in a wave of bombings on the eve of the elections. So I can't, I can't really feel sympathy for this motherfucker. Like, just because he is an old white man now... I'm supposed to feel bad that he got he got what was coming to him. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I don't live there, but it doesn't matter that it's 20 years later, dude. You caught you caught what was what was out there waiting on your ass, dog. What you want me to say, player? You gotta you gotta treat people with respect. Even you gotta treat your slaves with respect, man. You can't be whooping and beating on them and then don't pay them and don't yeah. expect nothing to happen. Ted Blanche was convicted in 1996 attempted murder of Paul Machabi, a black man who worked as a security guard on Ted Blanche's farm. Once again, he probably thought he was a slave. Served served about two thirds of a five year sentence. Wow! So he ain't even he he killed a man and got five years and served two thirds of that. So oh, I mean, clearly that's some old a black life is not worth much shit. Um, he's also convicted of setting his dog on a black man in an earlier incident. Oh. See, huh. good riddance, peace, man. I don't know you, but you know. Don't sound like we're going to miss you. Uh, dress deemed too short, revealing on top. This is about a prom dress. Have you heard about this story? Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. A high school senior in Alabama was suspended for wearing a prom dress that school officials said was too short at the hem and too revealing at the top. Here's a picture of her dress. You can't really see here, but there's like a late, white lace in front of this. And that's her bra underneath. Oh, what's, what's going on with this picture? She, it's like she's wearing one of those outfits from... Uh, the Heavy D video where they had the, uh-huh. the see-through plastic. <laughs> and, um, uh-huh. What did they wrap up the saran wrappers? Like, go on to prom, girl. Yeah. <laughs> go on, girl. Go on. Shake it off. Um, I was so excited. It, it was my senior prom, and I had never been to a senior prom. So I was excited. Mm, this girl doesn't sound too smart. Oxford High School student Erica Duramis said... She was like, I ain't graduating, but I'm going to the prom. I know. Dorama said she knew her school had dress code policies, but didn't think her dress would violate them. 
Really? Uh, I'm looking at your dress. It's a brown panties uh, underneath plastic wrap. You can't fool me. Um, Say that again. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> they told her it was too short and too revealing. What cleavage? That's exactly what I said. I wasn't trying to be rude or anything, but that's what I feel. I'm looking at your cleavage, bitch. You got a bra on. A bra means there's nothing but cleavage left. That's why you wear a bra. <laughs> How can you be fucking stupid? If I felt there was too much cleavage in this dress, I wouldn't have purchased this dress. First of all, you got ripped off. This ain't even a fucking dress. It's and like it, wearing a stocking. Though. And they probably charge you four, five hundred dollars for that too. Yeah, they're like, look at this shit, man. Dog, I just, I just put a stocking together. I'm about to go get five hundred dollars off this dumbass. I wouldn't have purchased the dress. Said her mother, Dari Deramus. Her mama. Yeah, her uh, mama. Yeah, well. What's wrong with mama wedding? What the hell does mama wedding? I'm surprised she wasn't pregnant at the prom with her mom acting like this. Wow. I would have stayed in that store and I wouldn't have got, wouldn't even gotten it off the internet and paid for it. You mean to tell me they didn't have dresses with more material? You mean to tell me that they didn't have dresses that covered up a little bit more? Maybe this is just a part of a dress and they didn't get the whole set. No, it's, uh, they went and modified it. Like, they didn't tell you the truth. We got a full dress. We just modified it. But Principal Trey Holiday said it violated school policy stating that dresses cannot have cleavage falling below the breastbone or hems more than six inches above the knee. What's the breastbone? Uh, I guess it's right right here. Okay, right in the center? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not heavy chested, so I ain't got that problem. I'm heavy enough. Anyway, so that expectation in our community is that it's there for the protection of kids and not for the management of kids. Um... Her mom said she was never notified of prime dress code, but the principal said that all the parents were told not once, but three times. Oh, yeah. They got letters in the mail. You know they was notified. Man, man you know her mom ain't reading no letters. She's like, what are these words? Uh-uh. I'm just going to put an X on it like the slaves and keep it rolling. I know. Turn that in, girl. Yeah. What is this for? A field trip? Here's $20. Um... So then, this is the weirdest part of this thing. Uh, 352 students who attended the prom, 18 violated the policy. 17 of them chose to be paddled, and Duramus chose a three-day suspension. Paddled? She might be stupid, but I agree with this next comment. We're too old to be paddled. This is high school. We are seniors. If you're going to act up, give us us an option besides getting paddled, because this is not the 1940s. We don't take the corporal punishment now. And you know she ain't say corporal. But I agree. <laughs> Dude, this is ridiculous. You yeah, don't just, get the... just send everybody home. Yeah. That was not an option. And I mean, I know this principal had to be some kind of perv because he's sitting up there like, so any girl showing too much cleavage and wearing a short dress. What about the guys? I don't know. Didn't say about the guys. Uh-huh. I don't know. You must have to have your nuts hanging out or something. <laughs> I mean, you you had nerve to come in that whiffer. Come on. But uh, it said any, um, any girl who's wearing a real short skirt or revealing too much breast, come to my, my office in private for a panel. Yeah, yeah, there's mm-hmm. some issues going on now. Yeah, I know, I know, I keep game principal, and this is my favorite story of the week. Okay. KFC's bacon sandwich on fried chicken bread <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> Woo! Bacon sandwich on fried chicken bread, what a name. Last, uh, last August, we wrote an article about the double down. A mysteriously tempting and potentially lethal new food item being tested by KFC. For those coming late to the story, it's bacon and cheese sandwiched between two pieces of fried chicken. KFC trying to kill somebody! Oh my god! 
How many calories is in that thing? Why Probably they just dip it in high fructose corn syrup and call yes. it a day? Um, <laughs> KFC announced a decision to go live with the double down yesterday. Double down. But we weren't sure they weren't. I guess you doubling down, all right? You're like, double down on my health, baby. I know. Uh, playing the Ava Food game. But no, that they shit. truly are going national wide with that the delicacy. Said double grease sandwich. I mean, bacon <laughs> and fried chicken. Good oh, God. God. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, and it's huge, y'all. It don't even uh, have bread. I cannot wait. Oh, it don't even got bread. Oh. You're just grabbing two pieces of chicken. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Bacon oh, so, and cheese. So the chicken is the bread. The chicken is the wrapping. Oh, you, you are wrapping bacon and cheese in chicken and fried chicken. Oh, they don't get sued because somebody's gonna die from that, man. Yeah, when I come out of my website for eating racist food online, this is gonna be the first thing I eat. Oh, um, let's see. Original recipe sandwich will set you back about 540 calories, 32 grams of fat. Uh, 500, I don't believe that. I think that thing on a damn thousand calories. You can't tell me that's no 540. Two fried pieces of chicken and some damn bacon. <laughs> 1380 milligrams of sodium. Not as bad Good for God. you. The grill double down contains. Oh, you got a grill too? <laughs> why would you even, why would you even bother? Why would you even fucking bother? <laughs> Who is the dude? Are you also getting a Diet Coke with that grill double down, you dumbass? <laughs> Just, just go ahead and dip it on the side. And you know it's coming with like ranch dip or something. This I is know. not all. I will uh, just just take my double down and chop it up on a Caesar salad. Yeah, the grilled double down is uh, <laughs> is, is four hundred and sixty calories. But anyway, speaking of doubling down, let's get up out of here. I will. I think that's about it. I was gonna talk about uh, Supreme Court upholding privacy of personal emails at work, but you know, just even with this law, don't be dumb. Don't don't send personal emails from work, y'all. Please don't. Get an iPhone. Anyway, we out of here. Thank y'all for hanging with us for another episode. Uh, yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That as in D A T. And check out my blog www.theblackguywhotips.blogspot. Or and make sure that you uh, search for this podcast on iTunes. Uh, the Black Guy Who Tips and leave us a review. Uh, some of you guys are leaving reviews and we really appreciate that. Yeah, we like to hear what y'all think. Yeah, and uh, you know, make sure you interact with us on Twitter because we will follow you back and we yes, will talk we, to you. We will. Alright, so until next time, uh, hopefully next time we might even have a guest. I'm talking to some people. Yeah. See if we can get uh, a couple of my boys on here. So, uh, Hopefully next time we'll have uh, a little more uh, guests and a little more to say. So thank you guys. We really appreciate the love. And I love you. I love you too. And we out. We are out. Peace. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear, the camera's here, and the microphones, and they wanna know, oh, 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 if you are what you say you are, a superstar,
fresh cool young Lou Trying to cash his microphone check 212 Wanna believe my own hype but it's too untrue The world brought me to my knees what have you brung you Did you improve on the design did you do something new Where your name in on the guest list who brung you You the more famous person you come through And the sexy lady next to you you come too And then the hitman standing outside of heaven waiting for God to come and get me I'm too uncool, unschooled to the rules and too gumshoe Too much of a newcomer and too uncool Like Shadow and Laville, I battle with it real Though I need a holiday like Lady Who's Unglue Go back, whatever you did, you undo Heavy as heaven, the devil on me two tons too If you are what you say you are A superstar, then how